whoever seeks blessing through a tree or a rock or the like of them. And then we took some points concerning Atabarok. And before moving on to the ayah, the author brings and Ibn Uthameen, Hafizullah, brings a point on the, on the saying, the Shajarin, he who seeks blessings through a tree. He says it means any tree whatsoever. And he mentions that from the virtues of Umar, radiallahu anhu, is the fact that he cut down the tree of Bayatul Ridwan, where the Pledge of Allegiance was given. When Umar, radiallahu anhu, found that the people went there and took it to the place of devotions, that Umar radiallahu anh ordered it to be cut down to cut off any road leading to shirk. And he's saying, or any rock. And on that point, Ibn Uthaymeen, Allah makes the point, any rock whatsoever. He says, even the rock that is found in Beit al-Maqdis Meaning with the, the rock found in Fatal uh, Mugdis, with that innovative dome placed over it, and we don't seek it, we don't go there to seek any blessings. And even Al Hajar al Aswad, even the black stone, we don't take it as something blessed. Rather, what is authentic is that with regard to Al Hajar al Aswad, the black stone, that we touch it and we kiss it as worship to Allah. And in order to follow the Sunnah of Allah's Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and through doing that, blessings and reward are attained. Not because that thing itself is, a, is a, you know, something containing blessings and so on, no. We kiss or touch the black stone of Hajj al-Aswad as worship to Allah, and in order to follow the Sunnah of Allah's Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And this is indicated by the hadith of Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu, found in al-Bukhari, in the translation volume 2, number 667. That Umar radiallahu anhu, when he kissed the black stone, he said, I know you are only a stone, and can neither bring benefit nor harm. And had I not seen Allah's messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, kissing you, I would not have kissed you. And he's saying, and their like, al-hajr, or the like of them, Ibn Uthameen says, such as trying to seek their blessings from houses, and tombs, and rooms, that we don't seek any blessings from these things either. Even if it is the, even if it is the room of the Prophet wasallam, we do not seek to attain blessings from his room by going and wiping upon the walls, and so on. Then the saying of the author, Rahimahullah, وَقَوْلِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى أَفَرَأَيْتُمُ اللَّاتِ وَالْعُزَّى وَمَنَاتَ الثَّالِثَةَ الْأُخْرَى Surah Al-Najm, the 53rd Surah, Ayahs 19 to 20, with the explanation, Do you not see or have you not seen Allah and Al-Uzza and the third one of them, Manat? 
Then the explainer says, with regard to this ayah, this ayah, Alert used to be an idol worshipped by Thaqif. <coughs> and Al-Uzza was an idol worshipped by Quraysh and by Banu Kinana. And Manat was worshipped by Banu Hilal. And Ibn Hisham said, the last one, Manat, was worshipped by Hudayl and Khuza'a. Then the explainer breaks down and explains what each of these idols actually was. Because it's sometimes it's easy for people to get the impression, or for the people who do commit shirk to give the impression they're just little stone, uh, stone figures. And that what the people do nowadays is something completely different. Whereas when you see the reality of them, it's exactly that these things were exactly the same as the things that people worship today. They were basically like tombs. Tombs with their guardians and custodians around them. Exactly the same as they worship now, and built upon the graves of, of people. So the explainer says, as for alert, then the majority of people re- recite the word as alert with a single ta at the end. And Ibn Abbas and Ibn Az-Zubayr and Mujahid and others recite it as alert with a, a shadda on the last ta, two ta's at the end, alert. So on the first recital, on the first way of reciting it, or saying it, then they call that this idol of theirs, Alert, deriving its name from Al-Ilah, the true God who deserves worship. They derive it from that name of Allah. And they derive the name Al-Uzza from Al-Aziz. They derive the name from the, the name of the Almighty Allah, the Almighty Al-Aziz, they derive the name from that for their idol, Al-Uzza. Ibn Jirir al-Tabari said, So they took out their names for these things from the name of Allah the Most High, saying, Alert, they said, is a feminine form of Allah's name. And high is Allah above their saying. And likewise, they said, Al-Uzza is, basically, is from the name Al-Aziz. So they extracted Part of the Ilhad was that their unbelief was that they took Allah's names and extracted names from them, made them into feminine names and applied them to their idols. And Ibn Kathir said, Alert, it was a white rock with a structure built around it. And it was in a part It had keepers and it had curtains upon it and it had keepers around it. And it had a courtyard. This is what Allah was, it wasn't a little little idol, a little figure. It was an actual structure. A built a building with with people there. So he said Ibn Kathir said, Allah was a white rock with a structure built around it in the form of a house in Aqtaib. It had curtains there and keepers. And it had a courtyard. And it was greatly honoured by the people of Fatih. And they were Faqih. And those who followed them. They used to boast through it over others besides them. From the rest of the tribes of the Arabs. Besides Quraysh. Ibn Hisham said in his seerah. Allah's messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sent al-Mughira ibn Shu'bah. 
to dis- so he destroyed it and he burnt it down with fire. And in the second way, the second way of pronouncing it, Allah took with a shadda on the last tar. Then its meaning, Ibn Abbas, in that regard, said, radiallahu anhuma, it used to be a man. Yalutu. The verb where the name is taken from means to mix gruel or broth. To mix the gruel or the broth for people who came to make hajj. So when this man died, the people started devoting themselves to his grave. And that is mentioned by Al-Bukhari, volume 6, number 382. And Ibn Abbas also said, he used to sell broth. This man, alert, used to sell broth and ghee by the side of a rock. And he used to mix the rock, mix this mixture upon that rock. So when, this man, when he died, Thaqif, Thaqif used to worship that rock out of honor and respect for him, for that man. And Mujahid said something similar. And added, so when he died, they worshipped it. When, when Allah died, then the people worshipped that rock where he used to be. The explainer says, I say there is no contradiction between these two different sayings. Because what they used to do was that they would worship that rock and that grave. I mean the rock was in the place and the grave was there. So they used to worship that. Taking it as an object of devotion and giving great honor to it. And for the same reason that they did that, the shrines and the domes have been built upon the graves. So for the same reason those mushriks before Islam did what they did, for the same reason and the same thing was what the people in this ummah have done. For the same same reason. That there was a pious man there, or somebody that claimed to be pious, therefore they, they put his grave there, and then they built a structure around his grave, and then for honor and respect for that person they went for devotion there, and they ended up worshipping it. The same before Islam, and the same in this ummah. <coughs> and they took it as an idol. So this shows... So this shows a clear, a clear explanation that the people of Jahiliyyah used to worship the pious people and their images. As for Al-Uzza, the second one, that Al-Tabari said, Al-Uzza used to be a tree with a building around it and with curtains placed around it in a grove of date palm trees between Mecca and Al-Ta'if. And Quraysh used to honor it. And on the day of Uhud, Abu Sufyan was a mushrik at the time, at the time of Uhud, Abu Sufyan was a mushrik. He said, boasting, we have Al-Uzza and there is no Uzza for you. So Allah's Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, commanded his companions to shout the reply. Allahu Mawlana wala wala lakum. Allah is our guardian Lord and helper. And there is no guardian Lord and helper for you. Put it by Al-Bukhari. Translation volume 5. Hadith number 375. And with regard to the destruction of Al-Uzza, if it's authentic, An-Nasai 
and others report from Abu Tufail that when Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam liberated Mecca, he sent Khalid ibn al-Walid out to, some date, out to these date palm trees where Al-Uzza was. And it was built, this structure was built around three gum acacia trees. So he cut down these trees and he destroyed the building that was built around them. And then he came back to the Prophet وسلم, and told him. So he said, go back because you have not done anything. So Khalid went back. And when the keepers, when the keepers of that shrine saw him, the shrine of Al-Uzza, when they saw him coming again the second time, they fled off and ran into the mountains. And they were saying, O Uzza, O Uzza. So Khalid came to it and found a woman who was naked and had untidy hair. And she was throwing dust upon herself, upon her head. So Khalid struck her with the sword and killed her. Then he went back to Allah's Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and told him. And he said, That was Al Uzza. And the person adding the note says, This chain of narration is Hassan. And the explainer says, So all of this, and things that are even worse than this, occurs in these times, at the tombs of the dead, and at their shrines. Exactly the same thing, they build exactly the same things, it's just a structure around a grave, and you have keepers there, people you have to pay money to and send money to. The things that the mushriks did in the time of the Prophet and before that, the people in this ummah, they do the same thing. Exactly. And worse. Then he says, and as for Manat, then it was at a place called Al-Mushallal, near Qudayd, which is a place between Mecca and Medina. And, and the tribes of Khuza'a and Al-Aws and Khazraj used to honor it. And they used to enter Ihram for, for pilgrimage from that place, from the idol Manat, from that, where it was. And they extracted its name from the name of Allah, Al-Mannan, the bestower of blessings. From the name of Allah, they extracted a name for their idol again. And they called it that from, with, with the, from the, the word meaning to spill out. Yumna, to, to spill out, meaning the blood, because of the blood that they used to shed out there. They used to shed, they used to worship, they used to sacrifice animals there and, split, and shed a great deal of blood to seek blessings from that idol. And Al-Bukhari reports in the hadith from Urwa, from Aisha, that she said it was an idol between Mecca and Medina. And Ibn Hisham said, Allah's Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, sent Ali to destroy it in the year of the conquest of Mecca. So the meaning of the ayah, as Qurtubi says, as Al-Qurtubi says, is that there is something expressed in meaning here, not mentioned in, wor in wording. So that the ayah means, do you see these idols? Do they benefit or do they cause any harm? Such that you should claim them as, sh as sharers with Allah the Most High.
then he's saying, then the, the explainer goes into the rest of the ayah, the continuation of the ayah. The address, with the address, was it, with the address to the mushriks, alakum al-dhakaru walakum unfair. Is there for Allah, is there for you, the mushriks, male children, and you attribute female children to Allah? Ibn Kathir said, you, you yourselves, you attribute, mushriks attribute children to Allah. And not content with that, you make those children that you attribute to Allah, make them daughters. But for yourselves, you will only prefer sons. And the next part of the ayah, تِلْكَئِذًا قِسْمَةٌ That indeed is an unjust and futile division. Ibn Kathir says, because how can you give such a share to your Lord? This share that they said you attribute, first of all you attribute children to him. And then, not only that, you attribute daughters to him, which is something you mushriks absolutely hate and are disgusted with yourselves. And you attribute that to your Lord. So if such a division was done between the creation, it would be oppression and would be foolishness. Because you yourselves declare yourself free and you hate having daughters. And yet you make, you make them children of Allah the Most High. And he's saying, in the rest, next part of the ayah, In here, illa asma'un sammaytumuha antum wa'aba'ukum Meaning, these are names, these are nothing more than names that you and your forefathers have, have made up. From yourselves. Ma anzalallahu biha min sultan Allah has sent down no proof for these. They are only following mere pure opinion. Meaning, he says, no basis except their good opinion of their forefathers who followed this way, this futile way. And that which their souls desire. Meaning, they are just following that which is desired by their souls with regard to leadership and honor of their forefathers came before. Meaning, their forefathers were from this way, and because of their own love for leadership, and that their leadership should continue, and because of their false respect for their forefathers, they continue upon this way. He's saying at the end of the ayah, This, when the clear guidance has come to them from their Lord. Ibn Kathir says, so Allah the Most High, He sent the messengers to these people with the clear truth and with the decisive proof. Yet despite this, they still followed. Or rather, yet despite this, they did not follow that which they came with and they didn't comply with it. Then the explainer says, so the way in which the ayahs agree with the chapter heading is because the worshippers of these idols, these three were mentioned, they used to believe that they could obtain blessings, barakah, from these idols. And they would give honor to them. And they would make supplication to them. And they would seek aid from them. And they would depend upon them for anything that they desired. And they would have hope in them, in them and have hope for their blessing and their intercession and so on. So likewise, seeking blessings from the graves of the, the righteous people such as alert, and seeking blessings through trees and rocks 
such as Al-Uzza and Manat. That is a part that is a part of what those mushriks did with regard to the idols. So whoever does this, the same thing, and has the same belief of these people with regard to a grave, or a rock, or a tree, then he is acting exactly the same as these worshippers of the idols. And doing exactly the same as what they did, and it is just the same shirk. And even, he says, even the present day situation of the mushriks now, with the things that they worship, it's even greater and worse than what happened with those people. And Allah's aid is sought.